0: Welcome to all the visitors from across the universe. You're listening to the Across the Universe, the Chicks with Accents podcast. Tere, my name is Sketter. I'm from Estonia, and I'm also hosting today's episode. With me, as always, is Sofia from Portugal. Hello. Hello. And Nick from India. Hello. Namaste. Today, we're going to talk about the always snacking snack named Brad Pitt born on december 18th 1963 pitt launched off the cliff towards fame in 1991 with a small yet very memorable role in Salman louise and everyone in unison said welcome to fight club i mean i mean hollywood club (laughs) oh my god (laughs) no nobody's talking about fight club we're talking about brad pitt yes, let's make that clear. A man who has now, for many years, been a charismatic lead heartbroke, a strong, supportive actor, and a true Achilles heel to every boomer's heart. And let's face it, he's still a catch for us millennials as well. In recent years, Pitt has put his hunky looks and smooth talking to good use by producing great movies. And well, Hollywood finally got it right. And he did win that Oscar. So today, the chicks across the universe have gathered to bow down, I mean break down, three of his movies from Hidden Gems, a movie challenge where we each watch the Brad Pitt performance in a movie for the first time. Prior to the main discussion, we have the interesting movie of the Fortnite feature, but first, do you like dags? (laughs) I'm, I'm just kidding. We first were listening for a trailer from a fellow member of the Lamb Broadcasting Network this is just great you get a new car breaks down the middle of nowhere now how am i supposed to get back home
1: oh oh my god Kristen, is is that you
0: oh my god burn why are you in a
1: field oh
2: this is so great i, I can't believe you drove all this way to join me on the film pasture well,
0: you see actually I was on my way home and
2: this is so cool we can have like fellow podcasters and critics come on to talk about various topics like how to get followers and get free movie screeners and all I was
0: wondering if maybe a mechanic
2: is like close oh and we can each each month we can have a round table discussion with various filmmakers talking about how movies are made oh this is gonna be so great thank you Kristen
0: hi do you know anyone that comes out this far in
2: a Kristen Are, are you trying to leave already
0: well course not, Vern. I was just checking to see if there's a place that delivers food out
2: here. So, listen to the film pasture available on iTunes, PodMag, Stitcher Radio, and soon on YouTube.
0: What was the name of that cab company again? What'd you say? I was just asking Siri if, you know, they had bottles or cans. So we're back, and, uh, like we said, uh, first up, we're talking about interesting movie of the Fortnite. I'm going to pass it on right away. Uh, to somebody, uh, Sophia.
2: Okay, nice. Ooh. Yes. Uh,
0: what? What good, bad, interesting did you see?
2: Yeah. So um, I'm still not a big uh, new show watcher these days. I've been, again, finding comfort in rewatching TV shows, and I'm still into the whole Jane the Virgin rewatch, um, and it's going really well. I'm like halfway through the third season I think and so Michael just died um, actually I just said halfway through the third season I have no idea <laughs> but he just died and uh, she's going through this whole you know thing with figuring out her life after him and it's nice I still think it's a brilliant show and it's really fun to
1: rewatch. so that's pretty much what I've been doing. <laughs> I still don't understand why this show doesn't come up in like the best shows of like the best shows lists. Yeah, I don't yeah. get it. It just annoys the crap out of me.
2: Yeah, and rewatching you get you you always say this, but like rewatching you catch a lot of stuff that you didn't before. It just it's so littered with like details and uh, really it's just so much about making shows and so much about the. The movie business and everything, the networks, and it's just so fun. And
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> I still have not watched past the opening of the second scene.
1: Get on there.
2: But you knew he died, right? I knew. Spoil it, right?
0: Yeah, it's too late. I I knew. Yeah, because Tumblr kind of spoiled it. Wow! Wow!
1: It's a massive spoiler. Okay. Yeah, but she knows it
2: already. <laughs> yeah, we'll people <probably> listening. <laughs> so, Getter and I just spoiled the show. We're sorry. Uh, but we beeped it. So, it's fine. So, yeah. But it's funny because I'm watching it with my, my with my mom. She's the one re-watching. And I'm just, like, lounging and watching it, kind of, sometimes. And it, I, I love to watch her react to stuff. Like, I know it's coming. Like, uh, his death and... And the breakups and everything. And I know what's coming next, but I'm feeling I'm I'm like really good at not hinting, you know, mm-hmm. like it's going to happen. So I can't wait to see her reaction in the end.
1: I, I suck at it every time I watch something I love, I'm like, This is my favorite episode <laughs> I'm like, Something really big gonna happen. And then everyone's like, Shut up. I'm like,
0: I'm sorry, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. That happens with Buffy a lot. I don't usually like to spoil things, but didn't the show end? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. It had a great ending.
0: When okay. is what is the timeline between a show ending and we can discuss the spoilers? How many years? Does, like, oh, oh,
1: that's a good question. Depends <laughs> on how many people saw the show. I think you can you can
2: discuss any time. Just like give a heads up if you're going to majorly spoil it.
0: No, or just wake yeah. up.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's that's just me, but, but, you know, it's fine. I mean, it ended, so, you know, usually I'm very protective of myself when it comes to spoilers. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, if, if I hear someone talk about uh, a show, I would probably that I haven't seen the ending, I would probably just skip that part. But yeah,
0: yeah. Nick, you're going to talk about something you didn't enjoy.
1: I saw like I saw a really good movie called Desert Hearts and mm-hmm. I saw a really horrible movie last night called Mrs. Serial Killer, which is this Indian Bollywood movie on Netflix and it's bad. Um, but I think like I mean, let's stay topical. Um, I'm gonna talk about Never Ever Ever which is the new Mindy Kaling show on Netflix. Which I saw like I definitely wanted to binge all of it in one day, but I was forced to, like, stop. Mm. Because I live with people. Um, But, so I watched it over two days. And I was really, really hyped. I mean, I like Mindy Killing. I didn't finish watching Mindy Project. Not, like, because I had, like, a problem with it. It was just, like, it... It was one of those shows, you know, you don't realize when it's back and you're like, oh, yeah, I have to catch up on it. Oh, yeah, I have to catch up on it. And like it just keeps, you just, like, it just never happens. So that was one of the things that happened. And I was just like, uh, but like, uh, I love, like, I love teenage shows, like teenage comedy coming of age type shows and movies. And this was about like an Indian American girl and the fact that she had like, Addition like fifteen thousand girls for this, so it, I was quite excited. So in a way, like I hyped it for myself a bit too much, and for like everyone else around me. Uh, and but I like the thing is I was like slightly disappointed because of how much I hyped it. I don't hate it. Uh, I still think it does like some things really well. Like mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean, I like kind of cool that like uh, there are like all the they are they are all interracial couples but like very few people are white like it's interesting Mm. like I've never I've never seen that in a tv show before you know so Mm -hmm. uh it was just like an interesting like approach uh and I liked like I really liked there was like a episode about an Indian festival so i mean even though it dealt with stereotypes i don't know if did either of you watch it i've seen it no. yeah so now you know the concept of an indian auntie okay which is the thing and i'm glad that it's out in the world now people know what indian aunties are okay so um so i like the fact that like you know that that episode introduced everyone to an Indian auntie. um. But an Indian auntie, as, like, the show says, is, like, an elderly, like, an older woman who isn't related to you, but she she does judge you, like, fuck. So that's that's the real. And, like, yeah, so those things were good. And, uh, like, obviously, there were, like, some great jokes. And I loved the, I loved um, Eleanor. Like, I related the most to Eleanor of the three friends. like. yeah um but uh but then there were like things that i didn't like like i didn't like a lot of i didn't like that like again uh it's not a spoiler but if the show is na- narrated by john McEnroe, and like okay and like fine like they had like the jokes in there but it was still like it was very weird it was just like a really strange choice for me for like this like uber white guy to be narrating like i like i thought maybe it would happen for like an episode or two but like the fact that it happened throughout i didn't enjoy that much and i also didn't like the fact that like the, these are like again i don't know this is like a personal thing but like the stuff like you know like every time there was a text sent people read out the text while the text was on the screen you know, like, it, those things, like, just irk me. Like, it's just, like, I find, like, it's just, like, spilling up time when, you know, it's, mm-hmm. like, it's, like, precious storytelling time that you're just wasting doing that. Or, like, the fact that, like, in, like, in, and it's clearly, like, very much a Netflix show that, like, whatever the previous episode would end on, the next episode would have a flashback to that. And I'm, like, but you know that everyone is going to be binging this. So, it just makes no sense to, like, keep going back to something that you just saw. That's something I hate in, like, movies and shows in general yeah. is, like, if you show me a flashback, which happened, like, two minutes before. Um, so, like, the fact that that kept happening was irking me a lot, too. Uh, it was also, like, um, again, I'm a little bit undecided. Uh, all the actors, to me, felt like they were slightly, like, their speaking style was kind of like they were reading a script which is interesting so that's why i can't say if it's like a good thing or a bad thing it's an interesting thing because uh, especially like uh the main girl's uh, cousin kamala like she def, she just sounded like she was reading from a script the entire time which all of them did to a degree with her it was the most pronounced uh mm. just, like like those things i again i don't think they're like necessarily bad it's a style choice i feel so i'm mm it's just a little it's just interesting as 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 is the name of the segment i really like the Mm -hmm. mom um yeah she was great. she was really good and like but then also i mean it did i think like this would have been a bigger hit if something like sex education didn't exist you know like i think sex education has already dealt with like teen issues so well
0: that yeah. this,
1: this mm-hmm. a lot like, and and also it deals with a lot like this also deals with a lot of tropes but i think like sex education dealt with all those tropes much better and well earlier so it just it's like a retread for like some of the tropes and like you knew you, you can but in its own way if you're into this sort of like a story like those things are also kind of comforting even though you see it coming from a mile away like you know what like certain male female relationships are going to end up being you know so those are there but so there again it's a, it's a it's a comfort thing i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing it's a comfort thing like sometimes it's a little irritating when you know but at the same time sometimes it's like ah, oh, like trusted this is what i expected nice balance i don't know but that sort of like so that show was kind of like that like for someone who likes this sort of genre it's like really like it's a comfort watch but i apart from maybe the fact that it's like an indian american uh lead and uh like some more like cultural elements and they're like very very diverse cast i don't know if it does too many things like that uniquely hmm. yeah
0: yeah, yeah I, I think I think I liked it more than you did mm-hmm. uh but also I think I was expecting like airy and fun rather than yeah a little bit more in-depth like like you said sex education kind of yeah I think sex education because it's a uk-based show isn't afraid to sh- Go over the edge, but with, like never have I ever. It would have been more surprising if it happened after. I, I can't spoil it. I'm gonna bleep it out.
2: No, no, I haven't seen it. Wow!
0: Wow! Okay, I'm gonna speak in code. Okay. Some things. Mm. Uh, <laughs> how do I say it? Okay. Anyway, I'm gonna. There was this moment in an episode in front of a building, Nick, you know, following me, there's a scene where a question is asked and and the answer is surprising, right? <laughs> Everybody's like very confused right now. I'm very
1: confused, no. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what
0: anyway, something's supposed to happen after that and it doesn't. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yes, so, it would have been more surprising if the story would have progressed differently from that point on, mm-hmm. like, and then it would have been like stepping over the edge because that would have been a completely different world. But I do think that they went more in a young adult rather than a new adult direction. Yeah. The sex education feels more raunchy, uh, more over the edge, uh, but I, I I liked it. I liked that there were different representations. I would have preferred if Paxton sp- uh, spoke more Japanese because that was really because <laughs> I was like, yeah. And also uh, I will ask that later because it's kind of also a spoiler. But uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I-, I didn't really necessarily like the ending mm-hmm. uh, of the season first season uh, but at the same time I'm a- I'm a sucker for YA so this was kind of like right up my alley and i i kind of i don't know i i want like movies like the, to be as charming yeah but as a tv show it wasn't as great and as charming as a tv show should be fair Sometimes. Yeah. so there's different levels and and yeah but it was nice i i think i liked it so we mm-hmm. definitely watch it
1: okay indians didn't like it um but yeah, I don't. I mean, I. It's not their experience. It's not my experience. Even though I, I did live abroad, I was in a very, very Indian setting, still. So I, I don't. I can't relate to. Like the like the protagonist experiences that much.
0: Hmm. Do, do you know the um the actor who plays uh Paxton? He is half-American and half-Japanese. And his character, before auditioning, wasn't. So they kind of changed the character to apply to him better. That's nice. Yeah. But also, then it would have meant that there were two white boys. So that's kind of sad.
1: Yeah. Mindy Killing likes the white boys, though. Mindy <laughs> back, so that's the...
0: Anyway, I also would have talked about Never Have I Ever. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Doing a 180, and I'm gonna talk uh, about a show that I watched and shed a lot of tears to uh, yesterday, which is This Is Us. I started to catch up on like mid second season, and I'm in the mid third season uh, at the moment. I mean, it's not spoiling if I say there's a lot of death and tears of this show I mean, dad dies uh, everybody knows that from episode one and even after like two and a half seasons could not accept that and I skipped the episode where he actually dies Aww. and I could not watch it it was like, I think it was season two episode 17 or 14? 14 I think and uh, yeah, I just passed it and I was like, I'm fine <laughs> and I wasn't but uh, but yeah, it's it's I I like how this show is written. There are like so many new characters and new storylines introduced, mm-hmm. and yet like the characters sort of remain the same, but they change because of the time jumps. Yeah. So it's always a question of like, for instance, the third season is now hinting from episode one at something that we're gonna find out at the finale. <laughs> because they're kind of like telling this long game
2: what is it what is it what is it Wow!
0: Wow! i don't know i haven't seen the end of third season okay
2: what's the hint i won't spoil it i won't spoil it
0: the hint is the um the dad um oh my god what's his name uh, randall um it goes to see a test, the grown-up test, and he's like, yeah. "Oh, are you ready?" And I'm not ready, and I'm like, "What the hell is going on?"
2: Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh,
0: the show is so good. Yeah, this show is so good. Yeah. <laughs> I think it started like at the end of season. Uh, at the yeah, at the end of season two already, they kind of hinted at it. I like how they play the long game so well, because you can yeah. tell that the show is has been thought out from episode one. the final episode like they have like it's clear I think some of the storylines feel very like really like like a stretch in the sense that how the hell did they have so much time to to do all of these things right before the death like in two weeks and there's like I in my life don't have that much activity in me it sometimes it feels like but but if you kind of like think about it it's not if you go into like the actual timeline of the things but sometimes it feels like oh come on but at the same time i cannot watch that show in in a sense that i can't watch milo without tearing up and no, it's it- but,
2: but it's so fine. like he's he died but he's still there so
0: no, he's still there but he's gonna die He's not. No, gonna- he already yeah, died. Yeah, I know he's not gonna see He's he's not gonna be the domestic dad. And then, and then there's Miguel, which is hilarious
2: because it doesn't really fit. Hate <laughs> him. No, I know, but it's like the good kind of hit. Like, oh my god, poor guy. He's so he's so not.
0: I I do love the chat between um, uh, Randall's wife Miguel and then. Uh, uh oh the twins husband what's his name toby they have like a group yeah. chat where they discuss <laughs> gifts but sometimes more serious things yeah. okay. but that's like all that's happening behind the scenes so they have like created another world that they sometimes mention oh yeah we talked about it in a group chat and and i remember this group chat has been mentioned before
2: really well thought out
0: yeah it's like uh, it's very well written very well written i would think that when when it's finally over i think they're gonna do just six seasons i'm gonna start from the beginning i'm gonna skip the episode where he actually dies and i'm go right to the end and i'm gonna see like how it's all played out
2: yeah but there's like little bits of like flashbacks to that day throughout the show. So I I had a hard time avoiding
0: it. It's like it it little click that was like, no, the batteries.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But you know, and it just keeps getting better. Like I don't think it ever I'm not ever tired of that show. I don't think it goes down in quality even right now in season five. Yeah. I think it's still as good, which is amazing. I
0: think it's because they have, like I said, planned it out so well but they don't introduce too many storylines at the same time but I like how they come back to like Beth and and Randall's actual biological dad in like some of the flashbacks even though he died (gasps) everyone
2: dies (laughs) that's kind of the point of the story everyone dies
0: (laughs) it's like six feet under but like more like in a concept of telling a whole story not just yeah. one family but like a whole generation which makes it even sadder and i've been talking about this for a long time but i did cry like a whole season lot yesterday uh <laughs> watching it so.
2: and like even when they introduce new characters and they will keep doing that they will keep adding characters and generations and stuff in the future in in next seasons that you're going to watch They do it so well, and I just I love when a new season starts. I think it was the last season they really introduced like an entire generation, Mm. and it was so confusing, but it was so good. Like the first couple of episodes, you're just like, "Who's that guy? And who's that girl? And how didn't they know each other? You know?" And they just reveal it uh, as they want it, and and you can feel that they're in control of the story, right? Yeah. So you just go and you're in their hands and it it works out amazingly. So yeah. yeah, this is really one of my favorite shows. I think it's very underrated. I
0: don't think um, it has won a lot of awards.
2: I don't know, in my mind it's underrated like by by film twitter and shit, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: By by us, by the people like us. <laughs> I saw like maybe like 10-15 episodes of the first season and it was too, it was too intense and dramatic for me. Like, I can't, like, I don't, it's not something I can sustain watching. Like, or like, I'll have mm-hmm. to, like, if it was, like, an episodic, like, going, you know, like, if I watch it one episode per week, I could do it. Mm-hmm. But since it's out, it's difficult to, you know, make yourself, like, watch it one episode a week. Yeah. And I can't watch more than one episode at a time, I think. So I don't think i don't think i can do it it's it's too intense Mm -hmm. that was the same thing uh when i tried watching shameless and i was just like it's Mm -hmm. i can't
2: but shameless is like too much chaos
1: asking (laughs) too much like emotional involvement that i don't have yeah okay i can't i don't
0: think i don't think this is us uh more than one episode a day is healthy um
2: like, uh, oh no! I've watched like five a day. I, <laughs> it's fine.
0: I watched fifteen, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm really broken.
2: And then I did it to Jen and tonics.
0: Yeah, then I had a lot of Jen. No, but uh, I I just got past the uh, episodes where um, Jack is in Vietnam, mm, and yeah. uh, Milo's. Um, he usually has a beard, so without the beard, you can see his uh, crooked mm-hmm. smile because yes. oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're like there looking at it staring and you don't think about this happening thing when that's happening but then like i don't know one of the kids goes to a tree and cries and then they're like okay crying again fine but yeah it's it's been an emotional week guys mm. um and this is us it's not helping but it's really good but it's not helping uh, at all <laughs> but um I don't know how about um, you, but Brad Pitt did help me a bit. Uh, That's the smoothest segue ever. Wow. (laughs) Really good. Just pointing it out there. Uh, Yeah, Brad Pitt did help me a lot. which is why I was so inspired to write the introduction. Anyway, uh, we watched uh, part of the Hidden, uh, Hidden Gems Challenge. We watched three movies we hadn't seen before, altogether, together, one of each, of Brad Pitt's performances. And it's part of Matt Little Ray's monthly movie challenge. And May is all about Brad Pitt. So I'm watching 3 plus 1. I watched an extra movie for this podcast. Brad Pitt movies that I hadn't seen before. And I'm going to try to find a hidden gem. Uh, spoiler alert for this episode. The movie I watched for the podcast is not a hidden gem. At all. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> from it. Uh, but I hope maybe your guys' picks were better. Um, I don't know. Hands up, who wants to go first? I can't see your hands. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I'm starting. Um, Great. So I did not like my movie. The movie I watched is from the 90s. Uh, More specifically, 1997. I think this was sort of like the height of Brad Pitt, where he still had had kind of his longer hair and leading man and charismatic kind of everybody loved him in, in, in the uh, late 90s. Uh, but The Devil's Own, uh, a two-hour movie, by the way, just my luck, um, is about a police officer uncovers the real identity of his house guest, an IRA terrorist in hiding. Okay. IRA is Irish, something to do with uh, Northern Ireland and the UK government and the IRA. I I love that word.
2: IRA. IRA.
0: Yes, that guy (laughs) is basically like the um, citizens studying like a group of fighters against the English government, something like that. Trust me, I was focusing, but I just every information just flew past me because I could not focus because Brad Pitt was doing an Irish accent and it was so bad.
2: Oh, he was the Irish. Okay. Oh, uh, oh
0: it was so bad.
2: No, he speaks French in mine, so you don't get to complain about an Irish
0: accent. He speaks French in mine too. Okay. <laughs> no, this is just like. I, ironically we picked all movies where he has an accent it's bad oh god it's so bad he <laughs> i mean it worked in snatch because that was basically just something it was genius it was genius was genius. It was genius. but he cannot do accents love the guy but he cannot and i think it has a lot to do with preparation and coaching and so on because you know i I trust he could do it, but he didn't... I I don't know what happened. Um, you could see that everybody knew that he wasn't good, because he didn't have a lot of dialogue. Because <laughs> he, he, he spoke like maybe ten minutes throughout this two-hour movie. And every time, <laughs> you know, like, longer than like three words or something. But it was just trying to focus and not laugh every time he said like, uh, yeah, they came in and, and shot my da. <laughs> <laughs> He's literally saying, I have no idea what a da is. But he kept saying da. So I'm guessing dad. Uh, or dog. Or dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dog. <laughs> and um, then there's also Harrison Ford. Also, mm. great actor. And you could, I don't know if it was, like, me just picking it up, picking at this movie. But, um, so the story begins, there's this big shootout in, in our Northern Ireland. Brad Pitt character is sent to America to hiding. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody knows he's the terrorist. Uh, probably nobody understands he's Irish either because of the accent. Yeah, it's not working. So he kind of stays at this police officer's house, who was played by Harrison Ford. And there's, like, maybe 20 minutes of Harrison Ford chasing somebody. (laughs) Because there's a lot of that. I understand, like, the character building. Like, oh, he's a really honorable man. He's letting him go for, like, the minor theft thing. Oh, he's very smart and clever. He can't run stairs, so he takes a taxi. And I kind of, like, you see all of these things and think, oh, that's so 90s, you know? <laughs> like that's so obvious setup for the whole kind of story and yeah. how gonna you know treat this man that's a terrorist. Um, but this movie is lost behind Brad Pitt's accent, and um, it's it's really hard to come back after that because the first time he says "da" is just <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh, I'm god. I don't think he was even shirt. Sure. Oh no, he must. He was shirtless once, I think. Yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it it was not good. Uh, it was also two hours, uh, which seems to be a trend. Mm-hmm. If it's two hours, it's too long. Oh yeah, there's a thing. Oh, there's a there's a huge problem uh, in a scene where a police officer picks up a gun with his bare hands. And right away, I'm like, this movie is not researched at all. And I didn't like it. But I don't know. It's it's 90s, you know, cliche kind of thriller. But I, I didn't see any point. And um, oh, poor Brad didn't shine as <laughs> so I wanted him to shine. Um, but yeah, I I don't think the movie even did well. I mean, it has, like, 6.2 in IMDb. Meta score is 53. Hmm. So it's not, like, people didn't really, you know, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, it's, I should have, you know, not watched it. But it's part of the fun of of Hidden Gems, watching something that sucks. And you're like, oh, darn it. Should have, should have, should have kept it unwatched. I don't know yeah I mean it it's a good t- tape for those who you know want to see an accent, not work <laughs> but, yeah. have you have yeah. you seen it?
1: I feel like I saw like bits and parts when I used to have cable and and I used to live with my parents like I think like it used to be on t v uh and I feel like I remember some of the accents. Yeah. <laughs> but uh no i haven't i haven't seen it i don't think so like fully i haven't yeah yeah yeah
0: sophia
2: no no i haven't i haven't seen it no no but i can imagine i mean bad brad pitt accent and then harrison ford 90s i can see it
1: (laughs) Who, who, who made it
0: um, it's Alan J. Bakula. Mm. He's made some. What has he made? Hasn't he made mm. self All President's Men, To Kill a Mockingbird producer, Sophie's Joyce producer. Um, but yeah, I, The Devil's Own was his last movie. Because he died. I'm sorry.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sad <laughs> that it was his last name
0: <laughs> it is he he was nominated for three oscars for to kill a mockingbird all but uh all the president's friends just his choice yeah i think it was written by david aaron cohen and mm-hmm. he's done not much i would say he's done uh friday night lights oh yeah it's it's not a hidden gem. Don't watch it. Mm. I don't recommend okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So, a more positive note, please, Nick. Okay, so,
1: uh, my movie was much more recent, uh, from 2015. It's uh, By the Sea, which uh, starred Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, and it was directed by Angelina Jolie. And so, when you were saying, like, Brad Pitt was at the height of his, like, Handsome, heartthrobness. I don't think so because this movie, like, literally, like, it starts off with a bang with both of them looking like the movie stars that they are, you know. And they both. It's so. If I have, it's a. It was a very interesting film. um It's about a couple played by Brad and Angelina Jolie who have gone to, Mo, I think, like Malta or somewhere. Like, I. It's. They don't really say which place it is. It's like a. I guess a French um beach sort of a town. Uh, and um it's the it's the nineteen sixties and they are clearly he plays he's a writer who you who had written something really good once upon a time, but he's now struggling. And she used to be a dancer. Um and they're clearly having problems. And um neck and they find out that Well, she finds out that this couple that's living next to them in the hotel, in the room next to them, she finds that in their wall, there's like a peephole that can see into the couple's room. And the couple is played by Melanie Laurent and Melville Poopard. He he was in uh, Lawrence anyways, Xavier Lawrence Lawrence anyways. So uh, they are like a newly married couple on their honeymoon. So they keep like that's like they keep they start like basically watching them because there's something like very very broken in their marriage and Rat Pitt also like befriends this like bartender uh in in the town who had who was married for like thirty five years and he lost his wife like the year before. So they're sort of like having all these experiences as a couple and they have like this one really really young couple and this like you know like they're in the middle sort of and like I don't want to like like it's a very it's very very like art house obviously it has like a I don't know it was very weird I was watching it and I'm like I can't actually remember if I've seen any movie like this but it has like a very like 70s like lavish feel about it but I can't I if you if you ask me, I can't name any movie that I've seen. I, like I have seen it, you know. Like I know of movies, but I don't remember ever having seen, but it instantly had that finish. The only thing that I think like sets it apart is like there are like these like stark like cuts that happen uh, with Angela Jolie's character when she usually she sort of has sort of has like flashes of something that had happened like which like you know like sort of reveal like whatever the problem between them was well as, as i said brad pitt talks in french and this but i didn't mind it because like brad pitt had like both of them had like this really really like luxurious like you know like they looked like they looked like tra, like movie stars having a breakdown which is still very very luxurious So, you know, it's just, it's like that, like, like Angela Jolie constantly has like her, like these like super sixties eyes, like huge eyelashes. Even when she's in the shower, she has like her makeup on, you know, and like Brad Pitt is like always like wearing like these like low, like short, like unbuttoned shirts, like and he looks, he just, they just look like they belong on a screen. It's just, they're just so ridiculously good looking that, and it's very, it was like a very fascinating film. I don't, like, it's weird that it got, I was just like checking, like, when you said about the Metacritic scores, that between the three of our movies, this movie has the lowest scores on Metacritic and on Rotten Tomatoes. But that's really strange for me because it's, it's just, it's such a fascinating film that, like, which Andrea Jolie made. And, like, to show like this sort of a disintegration of a marriage which happened like right before their actual marriage got disintegrated and um and at the same time like as the as i said like you know they keep watching this other couple so there's a clear voyeuristic angle to it as well right so she they she, like it's like so aware of the fact that these two are movie stars right but I, I, it, I mean it's just, it was just weird it was like it was fascinating in the meta levels like I don't know like my friend was like you but you should watch it not thinking that these are like they were married and stuff but I'm like but you have to because I feel like Anjana Jolie was clearly aware of that like she knew if she was going to cast herself and Rat Pitt in this role that people are going to make the real life comparisons so it's just it's just it was I don't know I, I thought it was like it was really fascinating for me like to see like how i mean just to imagine what like the shooting process or the pre production process of that would be like, like the kind of conversations that they would have had to have, you know like how they shot them because they're at the same time like it's not they are glamorous, but as I said, they're still like incredibly broken down like he he's a drunk in the movie, she's someone who's popping pills, she's someone who's like almost like you know, like, she's, like, she's, like, lying around, just, like, doing nothing, but it's, it's sad, but at the same time, like, because it's Angelina Jolie, and because Angelina Jolie knows it's Angelina Jolie, she knows what she looks like, it has, like, this, like, movie star, like, you know, like, it has, like, a sheen to it, that's, it's, it's not real life, but at the same time, it could have been what their life is like. It was just so fascinating to me that my only issue with the movie was how it ended. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but like the the fact that like you kind of see the ending coming from a very long time, long way, and um, and like I feel like it was just like done very quickly because the rest of the film is very slow. But like no, I don't know. I enjoyed the slowness of it. I enjoyed the observation in it. So it's not some, I didn't mind how slow I, I that's why I didn't like the ending because I thought the ending was too fast compared to how the pace of the rest of the film. Um, but it was just, it was just, I I thought it was, I haven't, I saw Unbroken, I've seen Unbroken by her, which I thought was okay, but like, I, but I saw it at the height of my Jack O'Connell obsession. So I'm not the most biased, not the most unbiased yeah. person to talk about it. And I haven't seen her other film. Um, but I'm just, I'm really, like, I thought, like, I thought it was, a, I thought it was a really good and a very brave directorial effort on her part. Um, so I would, like, I would love to watch more. And I, like, I mean, it's weird to get into it, but I was, like, a hardcore fan of Rangelina, you know. like, I liked them as a couple. And I'm sad that we didn't get more because, like, as broken as it is. Like, I remember watching, sorry, I remember watching... um Mr. and Mrs. Smith when it had come out. i like, that was so hot. Like they were just so mm-hmm. fucking hot, you know? And this movie, like, it sort of, it teases up with that sexuality between them because it's so broken, obviously, like it, it's on a different layer, but then it's sexy in like the kind of glances that they give each other. And it's, I don't know, I found it like it was, and I wish they'd done more together because they like they really do like they are like they are movie stars they don't they're not normal people they know normal people don't look like that they are they belong on on a cinema on on like a cinema screen you know and i wish they had done more and it's and it's it's such an like a equal talent thing also right they're they're like they match each other exactly so um like the intensity the acting the sexuality all of that like, i think they were like such a great match i wish we had gotten more the only like i guess i mean i haven't apart from like wh- who's afraid of virginia wolf i haven't seen any uh Bert lancaster elizabeth taylor movies but like it, this movie gave a, like i like the moment like you know like she's always she's like lounging around in like these like like silk nightgowns and chiffon robes and stuff like that it just gave like such a i can imagine like what like whatever you've read about like elizabeth taylor and richard burton not Bert language my bad richard burton um it just Mm -hmm. gives like i can imagine what maybe their relationship was like you know like it just has like such a movie 60s movie star feel like so classic um and, but at the same time with a very modern view of like how relationships can be so it was really and it's it's odd it's just odd that it has such a low rating i don't know people like their biggest people's biggest uh like critique was that it's a vanity project but i don't think it was bad. you know i think it was a very like uh self-reflective sort of like self-aware thing to make. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was vain at all. Nice.
2: Yeah. I really like it. Yeah, I'm I'll be watching that for the hidden gems thing outside the podcast. Um and I'm very intrigued now. Yeah. Like I thought it was going to be because I've I have i have read the reviews too. I mean when it came out the general consensus seemed to be that it was not good. Mm-hmm. So I always thought it would be uh, just like pretentious and vain, and you know, a little bit void of meaning and anything. Um, but now I'm intrigued. Yes, I'm happy you liked it. I mean, someone had to like their movies today. <laughs> so I'm I'm excited to watch it now. Yeah.
0: The word that came to mind when you were describing the movie was glossy like when you put like lip gloss over your lips you kind of that, i don't
1: know it's, you kind of make it shinier it's glossy but at the same time like it's weird like you know like they're obviously glamorous but they're also shown like being very very unglamorous in the glamour. So it's very interesting it's like it's like it's so like the only person i can compare it to is like sophia coppola right like sophia Copra shows like these like incredibly beautiful images you know, and like it, it also had that like sort of like level of ennui that Sofia Coppola movies are like known or like often like criticized for. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not, you know, there's so much more to like just the beautifulness, right? Like that a Sofia. Yeah. Coppola, I think it was. I think for me, it was a maybe like the closest thing, like thing I can compare it to is a Sofia Coppola movie. That it's not just just because it's pretty doesn't mean that there's no substance. So.
0: So, lip gloss over chapped lips.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there but, we but, go. <laughs> but, but, but it's Angina Jolie's lips, so you know
0: they lips like better than most lips. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so, to hide. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I, I get it. it. It seems lovely. I would think that Mr. and Mrs. Smith is like their beginning, mm-hmm. and then this is their end. Just sad. I
1: would say that most of they had such that chemistry is so good like just as someone who loves like great on-screen couples like they had such amazing chemistry and it's sad that they've been deprived of that
0: <laughs> yeah but they didn't end on a good note either so yeah they probably have like in their office they have like the contract they have like no work with yeah. and then the name I was, I was so
1: mm-hmm. I was so fascinated. I'm like yeah. I wonder like did Brad Pitt like ask to get paid? <laughs> I was just thinking of like the production process. Like how's that? How does that work? But he was a producer in this obviously I don't think. And the budget of it was ten million. I think the entire budget just went in like maybe the location and like probably the clothes. That's and, low. Yeah.
0: I and think- it box office it made
1: three point three million. I think like Ooh. like the, the the pull of the movie are the stars and i, I think it had like a yeah. very
0: beautiful look too i
1: think it looked really gorgeous
2: it's the it's the stars but it wasn't really marketed at like mass yeah audiences yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, mm-hmm. so
2: that's why it didn't make that much yeah. i guess
0: okay yeah. i haven't seen it i don't know if i will see it for the hidden gems uh mm-hmm. Not just because I didn't randomly pick it, but, uh, but also I don't know if I want to see it. I have always been Team Aniston, honestly. I don't know why, <laughs> but uh, uh, like it's not like a like Angelina is like the big bad that kind of took Brad Pitt away from her, but like I don't know. I I've, I've always kind of seen myself more as Aniston as a little bit. Mm-hmm. Funny, mm-hmm. but, but I don't know if Angelina can take a joke. Yeah, but I, I, for
1: <laughs> me, I, I've, I've been because I think like Angel Jolie is like an infinitely better actor. So I feel like it's such it's such a match. I think in that level. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I
0: can, I can agree that. Yeah. Like, I think Aniston also does, but I don't know. She was really good in that um, my girl movie.
1: Or, i actually don't, no, but um, i but i i re-watched friends last year and i think she's a really good comedian yeah but I, no but like i just i don't know again like i used to really love watching this and, this and like
0: i heard watching this thought mm-hmm.
1: it. it was just such a great match have,
0: have you seen the morning show no yeah yeah she's really good in that too but i think she's too shiny mm-hmm. but then again uh, Reese Witherspoon is also too shiny, so that show is a bit too shiny. Hmm. But uh, it's also—I I think it's also because of the video quality that it's like HD or something, and you kind of like—it's so up in your like face. Then you're like seeing like no imperfections. It feels strange. Mm-hmm. So, but that's just the makeup and lighting, I guess. Yeah. Oh God, I—I I saw like
1: a little bit of. Gemini Man, it's such a sexy thing. It's
0: just so awful. Oh,
1: but oh, it literally made me want to slit my wrists. Like, I don't. Have you... I can't handle like that. That HD. I can't. I can't. It's disgusting. I don't like it. It's gross.
0: All right, next episode we're watching Gemini Man.
1: <laughs> it's so uh... it's so bad. You can literally you can literally see every pore. Like, I don't want to see poor, I don't want to see Will Smith's pores. you know? I don't want, that's not cinema. I don't want to see All it. Right.
0: And then ask the Gemini Man or <laughs> <we're> watch
1: Cats. <laughs> I would watch Cats over Gemini Man anyway.
0: Oh God, I have to be extremely drunk with Cats. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, so you like By the Sea. Is it kind of like your hidden gem? Yeah, uh, yes. So, yeah. Yes. Yes. Alright, so it's kind of like the award, mm-hmm. I will explain what a hidden gem, kind of like an award you give out to a movie that you haven't seen, and you would think that from the filmography, it's a hidden gem that people should watch more, and it's worth more than thirty five, thirty four 34% on Rotten Tomatoes. Alright, well there you have it. Uh, so, Sophia, your turn.
2: Yeah. Okay, so oh,
0: wait, you didn't like your movie? No. Oh, oh, god! I, I know what you watched, and now it hit me. Oh, god.
2: Yeah, it's Allied. I watched oh, Allied.
0: Oh, I thought you watched The Mexican. Okay, we're safe then.
2: Okay. Oh no, The Mexican is good fun. Like I, I, I saw that. I saw that too. Yeah, <laughs> but it's silly. The Mexican is silly, and it's it is it two thousand or two thousand one? I think. So it's got yeah. that silly rom-com phase mm-hmm. with thriller aspects and action and just everyone, you know, Brad Pitt being goofy. And so I – and it's got some really terrible dialogue. But anyway, that's not the movie we am here to talk about. <laughs> but, like, just, just, just as a note, like, the kind of terrible dialogue that you forgive because it's, 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 it's silly, you know? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you can like, okay, it's fun. Uh, Yeah, but Allied is not that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Allied tries so hard to be a good film and it's not. So uh, it's it's 2016. Uh, I think everyone kind of remembers a movie that came out a few years ago with Brad Pitt and Marion Cotillard and it was like a war thing, uh, like a, yeah, that's the movie. I didn't see it back then because it looked so like cliched and just shallow. And to me, it just I, it struck me like that. So I was like, eh, I'm not interested in this film. But turns out, I think we've all seen a lot of Brad Pitt films. So there weren't that many to choose from. Um, and Nick, you tipped me off and in a bad way because you were wrong. I didn't like this.
1: <laughs> I did it because it was spies and forbidden romances. And stuff like that.
2: I know, like, on paper, it looks good, but I think the execution is just all wrong. So, uh, anyway, the story of this film is uh, Brad Pitt plays a Canadian um, spy, kind of and he or officer of some kind it doesn't matter like one of the worst traits of this film is that you can't you don't really know what's going on like you know because you know it's nazi uh time it's second world war so you know the history but you don't you never really know the characters because i think the exposition is so bad that anyway they just kind of i, I felt like i i i got to know what marion Cotillard's uh character did for what her backdrop was like halfway through the film but it wasn't some revelation it was just like basic character story that I didn't catch before and I don't I don't even know I can't even tell you if they said it okay so anyway uh so he's like a Canadian officer or something army shit and he meets up with Cotillard's character who's like a French um, she's from the resistance, so she's with the allies. Okay, this is the Second World War, and they're off to fight Nazis, and they have to kill this Nazi officer something in Casablanca, I think. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and so and because they start, oh, it, it has an element that you would like, but it doesn't really work. But yeah, which is a fake relationship. Because- <sighs> I love it. I know, (laughs) better. but hear me out. So uh, they they immediately enter into this fake relationship because they're both kind of spies. So they're pretending to be a couple to kill the officer. And that's sort of how the movie starts. And that's why it's really I mean, the lines are very fake, but they are in a fake relationship. So you think, okay, well, you know, maybe this just feels so cold because they don't love each other. But then all of a sudden, they're in the car, and he says, marry me. And it's like, was there a love story? I didn't see them falling in love. Like, I don't know where the love is in this film. I didn't get, so it sounds on paper like it's going to be a spy love affair, you know, fake relationship that turns into this great love affair. And then halfway through the film, there's this big mystery that I'm not going to spoil because you know it's halfway so in case you want to watch it I don't want to give away a twist but it just I feel like there's no build-up and no real love between them I think their chemistry is horrible I think it's like zero chemistry between Brad Pitt and Marion Cotillard I feel nothing from them or from this film plus the production is so fake like not just the CGI but like the lighting and the costumes, it's kind of like Baz Lerman did the World War II film, you know, a little toned down, but it's still just so like artificial, you know? And I hate that in period films because it just you feel like you're watching a Hollywood production and not the real thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just hated the lighting here, I hated the costumes, his pants were terrible, he looked awful, like he didn't look hot at all. And she, you know, she looked good because it's Marion Cotillard. She's Mm -hmm. she's so cute. I love her. But it's just, it was terrible. Plus, and I didn't even get, I didn't even say this. It was so horrible. And on top of that, Brad Pitt speaks French for like half of it. And he does not, he does not speak French. So let me tell you. (laughs) He has a terrible French accent, uh, which is a bit of a joke there. I mean, I don't think it's a joke because he's supposed to be Canadian and they speak French there too. Uh, so he's supposed to have like the Quebec accent and trying to be Parisian, but sound Parisian, but it just sounds like an American speaking French. And you know Brad Pitt, like yeah. he has like, a really thick accent when he tries to do <laughs> European accents. It's kind of like the Gorlami thing, but he's not trying to be funny.
1: <laughs> I don't mind his French, but then, I don't know, I was kind of like too in love with him, in, in By the Sea, not in our yeah, I don't know. Like
2: I, I was irked a little, but I could let that go. But the rest of it, just it just did not work for me at all. And halfway through the film, I'll be honest, it lost me. I was just kind of watching it and not watching because I thought it was just really boring. And you know I love, you probably thought that I'd love it because I love Notorious. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah, right. It sounds like a great film, but I think they just executed it all wrong and there was no it was there was no in no juice you know mm-hmm. none it was so art I, I just i've grown to really resent these films these films because i feel like they have everything you know they got the budget they got the stars they got the writers if they need them i don't even know who wrote this i'm sorry um stephen knight oh
0: no okay
2: <laughs> wow Wow. Okay. So I really like his work. I don't know what happened here. (laughs) Wow. Stephen Knight wrote this. I am shocked. (laughs) Okay. So I'm sorry. He just, he, I think he did a terrible job here. I don't know if it was his fault or if it was the production. I don't know what happened. I think this movie just derailed and it's just really uninspired all around. And it really hurts me to say this because it has everything to work. But for me, it just really didn't. And I find that these days when a film like this, like I was saying, it has everything that it needs to be a great film, and then it just kind of falls through, uh, apart. Mm-hmm. I think that really makes me mad more than anything. But, like That makes me more mad than something like The Mexican, yeah. which is, you know, a bit silly and bad from the start, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it, it annoys me more. more. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. cannot recommend Allied unfortunately
1: so i don't i had to literally go and check my letterbox uh rating for ally because i genuinely don't remember it i but i gave it yeah. like a, i gave it like a three out of five and i'm uh that's like i'm lenient so that's not that good for me uh, i think yeah. i probably had the same problems uh, i had to watch it i didn't want to watch it i had to watch it because that here for lamb site i was doing the best the costumes the oscars best costumes breakdown oh, yeah. and this was actually my winner for that year because unlike whatever the other movies were this in this movie like you have to admit like the clothes actually play a part of the n- narrative
0: yeah that's true yeah so yeah. That
1: was the only reason why i like it had won for me uh but i don't know i think i probably i think i remember that like not liking their chemistry and being shocked by that. I think I probably had like similar issues. But and I that's so but yeah, this is a, it's a really forgettable movie. I'm I'm trying to remember what my issues were. I have like such like like side line like things. Like I I remember a friend of mine watching and liking it and me being like, Ew, why do you like it? But I don't remember why I thought, Ew, why do you like it? You know? <laughs> and so uh yeah but i thought maybe like i don't know but i I thought like maybe i was maybe the person in the wrong maybe like it was a nice movie and i was being overly critical so that's why i think i suggested it because i thought maybe you Mm. you would like because you like these stories so i thought that yeah yeah no i love yeah so that's why i thought maybe you'd like it more but clearly it's not that good
2: (laughs) no (laughs) it's not yeah yeah i was surprised
0: I think I think a lot of uh, I've been more critical of movies uh, because the script is weak and because television has kind of, you know, amped up its game so much in recent years where like storytelling is not just, for instance, an hour and a half and two hours, but it's like eight hours. And you can tell a lot of more story in eight hours that for movies, it's very critical uh, how people can, you know, say as much in less time. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I want to watch it because it's also a period piece. Mm-hmm. Is it two hours? It's two hours. Yeah,
2: it's two hours.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: and they do not fly by. <laughs>
0: When you said you lost interest, I was like brought back to the Devil's Zone thinking halfway through why am I watching this? Yeah, I know it's like a background of background noise, just like thinking but um, but yeah, otherwise, we like Brad Pitt right? yeah,
2: yeah, I love Brad Pitt. I'm really sad that i that I picked this film. <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah, I think when, when I watch the list of what I've not seen, I think I've done the right choice by not watching them mm-hmm. but that's kind of like the fun part of, of the challenge to kind of find that maybe your expectations are really low, mm-hmm. but you'll find mm-hmm. something you like so far it hasn't worked for me I've been doing it for four months <laughs> so like 12 movies <laughs> It has not worked at all. I think the strongest was Stronger, ironically, which was Jake (laughs) Paul, which wasn't a great movie, but it was the best I've seen so far, (laughs) which is kind of like a very low bar. Nick was the one who liked the movie. Two of us didn't like the movie. So, (laughs) it's two negatives against one positive, but we're going to end on a positive note. So we're gonna tip the scales, and we're gonna tip them for a positive. So, what is your favorite Brad Pitt performance? Doesn't have to be necessarily a great movie, but just a good performance.
1: Yeah, I think when someone asks me, my default is to say Snatch, because it's, yeah. it's so ridiculous, and I don't know why. I don't even like like Super League. I know like he looks like technically gross, but the fact that like like knocks people out with Fun Punch is really hot. Um like it just is. It just is. It's Brad bit it's hot. Um but if I have to really think about it, I also I love him in Inglorious Busters. I love him in Fight Club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like that huge a fan of like Benjamin Button or Moneyball. No. I don't know. I don't think I actually like his Oscar nominated performances that much. Um <laughs> But, I don't know, I liked him in uh, Once Upon a Time as well, but I indefinitely liked him more in Inglourious Bastards. Um yeah.
2: yeah, and I think it's too soon for Once Upon a Time, like, to mm-hmm. to read it as best. Like, for me, it's too soon.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think uh, I love like, I used to, because, like, I used to relate to the narrator, and I, so I used to like Edward Norton more. But, like, I feel like yeah. if I would rewatch it now, I haven't seen it in some time. Um, I think I would appreciate Brad Pitt even more. It's one of those. It's one of those like, like Matthew McConaughey and Magic Mike or Jennifer Lopez and um, Hustlers. It's like it's a very physic. It's a performance of charisma, you know.
0: Mm. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. And
1: I think like, and it's something that I think you. I mean, I don't know if it, I think at least with me, it's something that in the beginning, when you're first starting out, you don't appreciate fully. Because you are like taught to like and appreciate the roles in which people like look like shit and feel like shit, you know. But mm. I think I've yeah. grown past that. Like I'm good with like movie stars looking like movie stars, sh- using their movie starness and at the same time like knocking it out of the park. So yeah, um, I feel like probably uh, I should I should give Fight Club a rewatch for that. Yeah, and I to love him in Oceans as well. It's my favorite. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I Inglourious was
2: my was my pick too, but that I think it's because I like Brad Pitt when he's being funny. Yeah. I think those are his best roles. Um, he, you know, stuff like the Jesse James movie. I love that movie, but I'm not the biggest fan of his performance there. Like, I think he's good but i i just i love him a lot more and i think i feel him more comfortable and more real in funny roles than when he's being really serious and i think he's he's grown and he kind of outgrown, he's kind of outgrown that uh even in in th- movies like Babel there are very you know emotional um, he's good, but I think he went through this big phase in his, in his career, especially in his, in his earlier roles, where maybe it's just me, but when, he, when he's trying to be serious, I think his eyes are not there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You think of something like Meet Joe Black, right? Uh, where he's playing someone who's a bit aloof uh, on purpose, but I feel like he's like that in his films. When he was younger you know every time he tried to be serious i think he wasn't good he
1: was really good in Tree of life
2: but that but he's older there that was recent okay. yeah exactly he was really good in tree of life because i think he's grown and he's mastered that emotional serious side of acting but i think earlier in his career i never felt it mm. so um, so that's why, you know, I still prefer something like Inglorious Bastards. I think that, or even, um, Burn After Reading. you know, like really goofy stuff. I think he's amazing at it. Uh, but yeah, it, so that, that would be my pick. Definitely that side of Brad
0: Pitt. Yeah. I, I agree. I, um, I do like his lighter roles a lot more already mentioned snatch, and, mm-hmm. uh, is a good role for him. I think it works because he he, you know he's having fun on screen like you can you can see but he's also has like the emotional part which is kind of the same in in Fight Club Mm -hmm. like a bit over the edge but still fun to watch I do love his Rusty Ryan I just rewatched Ocean's Eleven and Ocean's (laughs) Twelve yeah he seems like so at ease yeah like he's there, he's like speaking so naturally. I feel like that's like if you think what kind of, like Brad Pitt is in real life, he's eating something and he's just having fun. Like, like <laughs> you know, but, but I think in a way also Ocean's script is really strong and the chemistry with him, him and Clooney, and is just amazing. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of elevates it as well. I would say I really like his dad in Burn After Reading because I think that's yeah. just. <laughs> You you think that role and you think oh my god what happened because <laughs> it's like so so funny mm-hmm. I think that's just like the funny like funniest movie movie in a sense but I want to think what would I pick it's really hard because I I really like a lot of his performances I don't want to go with snatch because that's too obvious so now I'm thinking mm-hmm. yeah I think the devil's own. <laughs> 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 That's really good. No, I think actually, I th- I'm gonna go. You know, just let let's show '90s some love and let's go with Louis from Interview with the Vampire. So that yeah. Yeah, that was. Quiet <laughs> <that was> <laughs> monkey. Oh no, seven. Oh seven. Seven. I, don't, I love. I love seven,
1: but I don't think Brad Pitt's performance really like stands out. Like no, the, all of the, the, the movie is such like a perfectly like built machine that you know I don't think anything stands out. It's just like it's like a It's just every part just
0: fits. No, that that final scene where all three of them are there and 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 he's yelling and he's crying and and yeah, that's an emotional rollercoaster.
2: coaster. Well, that's really bad. Like just like. <laughs> That's what I mean by, you know, he not mastering emotions when he was younger. <laughs> no,
1: I, I, I think it was really good, but I think, like, he was very, like, contained in it, like, yeah. the rest of the yeah, oh, You know where he's really contained and great? It's
2: like Ad Astra. I love it. I, he's oh,
1: really- uh, I know,
2: hard. I know, I know. People hate it, but I think he was so subtle, and I felt, you know, I think his eyes, were there. He didn't do many It was in his face. It was in his face. It, it was like micro movements, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but he was really fun in Mister and Mrs. Smith
2: yeah. too. Uh, so, yeah, he's like being. So
0: you know. okay, so this of so
2: got
1: me thinking, and like I feel like I don't know if with you guys, but with me, like I remember a clear moment when I started liking Ratbit and before that, I didn't used to like Ratbit Um yeah so my earliest memory of Rampit was Troy because I remember yeah. Troy like yeah. up. I think and that was like around the time when I was getting more like aware of like Hollywood movies outside or whatever my dad was showing me and like Harry Potter you know that was like my entire world of Hollywood before that mm-hmm. so Troy had like and I and I used to be like like I didn't because I think he'd also gotten like sexiest man alive that he or something so yeah, um, and I was just like, he's just this guy with long hair and a metal skirt. What's the big deal? Like, I just I didn't get the hype. And then I saw the Friends episode, and then I was like, I like him. Hot. Like I remember yeah. clearly, and I don't think I remember this with any. I don't know if I remember this with any other actor, but I like. Clearly remember it with Brad Pitt because, like before, before the before Friends he was that guy in the metal skirt, and then he was, like, then he was past it. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: I uh, he has had like a, a really long career, and uh, he has, yes. Uh, he's doing really well with producing stuff as well, which is nice. Yep. Away and stuff, but yeah, I I do wish he was more in in funny roles, just as I do with Jason Statham. He should do more comedies.
1: Um, mm.
0: Them together again would be nice, as you know. Snatch upgraded, kind of older guys, tired. Uh, it would be nice to see him with George Glooney again, because I feel like the those guys are kind of like, I don't know, I I don't like I don't watch classic Hollywood so Brad Pitt is kind of like my yeah. golden age Hollywood because <laughs> I don't go as far away in the past so like 90s is kind of my
1: golden past yeah. yeah 30 years ago but 30 years
0: ago is a really long time if you think about it yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It's gonna be a golden age at some point to some people everybody's gonna be like oh do you remember the devil's own <laughs> oh <this> is- <laughs> what, a <classic. laughs> what a classic 90s charm
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god can you imagine <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: if if 15 years from now we're like old and the kids are like oh my god that classic you know The Mexican, what a jam. You know, Troy would have been a good pick, probably for the cringe thing, because I think I love that film. And I think it's probably really bad.
0: Yeah, in in general, I think we had a very interesting experience. Mm -hmm. Would you agree?
1: Sure. Yes.
0: It did, was it well, that's good. Uh, but uh, I didn't get an answer from you for the most important question. Do you mm-hmm. like dags?
1: I'm actually what? very scared of dags.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia was lost already.
2: <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> Sophia, do you like dags?
2: Do I like what?
1: <laughs> Dogs. Dogs. Dog.
0: From the dogs. <laughs> oh the dogs.
2: From Snatch. Oh that oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, no, I haven't no. <laughs> I don't
0: <laughs> but you're exact you're acting the right part. Because <laughs> there was confusion in the film as well. This is our acted scene from Snatch, a guy Ritchie good movie in the very past, in the golden age of Hollywood. Um <laughs> I, think this this happened, yeah. I didn't know this was happening. <laughs> <laughs> Nick was on board right away. Yeah. I, lo- I love love, I love Smash. Yeah. I also love Dags. Dags. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That's it for today's episode. Does anyone have any plugs? I have one.
1: So there's this uh, web Twitter account called Lost in Film. And yes. Today, I think, well, doesn't matter whenever one of, sometime whenever this episode was recorded, they came out with this 15 minute long, um, Vimeo video, co- which they compiled, um, they had like put out, I think, I don't know, some time back, like this question of like, why do you love cinema? And they got these, all these answers from all these different cinema files. And it's just like a very, very, very beautiful video of like a lot of movies and a lot of like opinions on like why people love cinema all the different reasons why they love cinema and it really really touched me and i feel like i should like bookmark it because like i mean lockdown notwithstanding now that i am a film professional um like sometimes it's i i mean i i did definitely struggle with remembering why i love films because i had seen too much of the behind the scenes so um I think I mean I I wish I mean right now I'm in a better place but I wish I kind of like if this had come out last year or when I was having like my struggles like it would have helped me more so I'm definitely like keeping it bookmarked for myself for the future whenever I feel that way whenever I need to be sort of reminded of why like I chose why like you know I chose this as my career path um so it was really really beautiful so it's from lost in film and it's 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 that pinned tweet right now at least and it's very very pretty
0: yeah that's nice sophia
2: yeah. no, uh, plugs?
0: no no plugs no plugs all right no I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be selfish and plug myself again uh i think by the time this episode has gone up i have ended my 10 for 10 series on Met for Ray. Uh, my blog turned 10 years old on 1st of May. Woo. Woo. Uh, been doing this 10 years. There have been ups and downs. Uh, but for uh, celebration, like I hinted in the last, previous episode, I'm doing uh, 10 posts of top 10s for 10 days in a row. Woohoo! Yeah. Uh, yeah it's tv shows movies music all that stuff and i just wanted to do something i don't know fun but also uh put myself under a lot of pressure and uh even now i'm thinking i don't have all the posts ready so yay (laughs) but anyway so (laughs) if i did miss a day i'm sorry i hope all the 10 of them are there by this point, so just come watch, read, and and see. Um, See what have, I mean, been up to for, like, weeks uh, and months. Uh, But, yeah, so that's it for us. Yes. Anyway, all our episodes are free to download and listen to on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can contact us via email. If you do email across the universe at gmail.com or on our Facebook page, you can find us on across the universe podcast and you can find our blog at across the universe podcast.wordpress.com. Once again, I'm get I blog at metterray.com. I turned 10 this year. Woohoo! And you can find me on Twitter at metterray.com.
2: And I'm Sophia. I blog at returningvideotapes.com and you can find me on Twitter or Instagram under returningvideotapes.
1: And I'm Nick. And I have a blog called bignormerjane.box.com and you can find me on Twitter at, Nick at underscore z. Uh,
0: join us on our next episode. Uh, all three of us are going to watch the 2013 movie The Lunchbox in the honor of Irfan Khan, who passed away, sadly, uh, recently. So uh, Nick and Sophia are really excited about The Lunchbox. They're watching it for the second time, apparently. And of course, I haven't seen it. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you, you guys have said that before. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> you, 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 I don't trust you guys anymore.
1: No, no, you like it. You, you.
0: <laughs> you like it. All right. Well, I hope I'm going to be, we're going to have hopefully a very positive, uh, bittersweet episode uh, up next yeah. week, you guys. Yeah. So stay safe, stay at home, uh, and drink gin tonics. If, if you're of legal age, yeah. yep. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. 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 Bye. 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 They slither as they pass and slip away across the universe.
2: Pools of sorrow, waves
0: of joy are drifting through my open mind, possessing and caressing.